and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon uh, here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. And we appreciate you spending some of the morning here with us into the afternoon. Uh, the BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Scott Docterman at the uh, bottom of the hour will be our first guest. Uh, kicking off hour number two, Bama Bob, Trent and I will recap the weekend in uh, college football. And then Nick Oson, who covers Iowa State, will join us here at about 1230, 12.35, uh, with his thoughts on what we saw uh, both um, in Fort Worth and then in Portland. The basketball team got back at 4.45 this morning. Uh, both men, uh, both basketball teams, as the men and women were on the same flight, Um but uh, didn't end well, the tournament out there. But, hey, they knocked off the number one team in the country. Iowa had a win over Clemson before falling to TCU, who righted their ship. Both teams uh, lost their football games over the weekend. Uh, and I guess we should start there. How were you and how was Cleveland, Ohio? Cleveland was great. Great to see my sister, see the new baby again, and, uh, yeah, do all those things, hang out with the Buckeye fan. Wasn't quite as fun on Saturday after what happened Friday, as I would have been rooting for the Wolverines. But alas, uh, it was a good weekend. Good to get back, and uh, now everybody, of course, is sick after travel oh, and everything geez. else. So, how was the how were the lines at, at the TCA screening? You flew early in the morning, so it we shouldn't did. have been that bad. Oh, right? they were bad. Oh, they were. It was packed. Yeah, Thursday morning. Uh, we have TSA pre-check for both my wife and I, so very good with the kids. Yeah. We go through there. There's 20 people in the TSA pre-check Jeez. line, and it was absolutely. And what do you it, pay for that? 100. It's 80, I think. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're able to do it and you travel a lot, uh, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it, you have to do it. And even if you don't travel that often, right. you just make a trip or two a year, it is definitely worth uh, getting rid of the hassle there. But yeah, long line there. Saw my high school basketball coach. He hollers at me as he was over in the other line. And Did he mention anything? Boy, you look like you'd still play. <laughs> no, no, not, none of that. <laughs> none of that. Yeah, I see Mr. Bear quite often. He comes over to our tailgate every once in a while. So good to talk with him, catch up a little bit. He was going to watch his granddaughter play hockey in upstate New York. How about that. And uh, so he was on his way out there, but making his way to Cooperstown as well. After we talked about that last week, how crazy was that? Mm. And he was making the pilgrimage out there as well but great thanksgiving it was uh, a positive on the family side sports side on the other hand oof. as good as there were some moments yeah. there were a lot of bad too no there were and i don't uh, we can start wherever you'd like i guess we should start with friday because that's uh that was the lid lifter for it it was nebraska and iowa and iowa had a whole bunch to play for nebraska likewise had a whole bunch to play well one thing to play for and that was ruining iowa's uh opportunity uh to take on at the time we thought ohio state but michigan mm-hmm. had other plans um but where look where where do where do we go with the, with the University of Iowa? Well, look, both schools, right? I think that the uh, the next couple of weeks for both Iowa and Iowa State are, are going to be incredibly telling. I anticipate that we're going to sit down here in front of these microphones most days with something percolating or something that's happened, uh, not on the uh, not on the field, but uh, kind of off the field. Is it's going to be newsy? One would assume. You would think so. I mean, you can't go in. After finishing 130th in the country in total offense for Iowa, say no, we're good. No, you would. Yeah, we hope they wouldn't. But the big question is, will they do something? Does mm-hmm. Gary Barta have enough testicular fortitude to actually do it? I don't believe so. Does Kirk Ferentz see that this is not working with his son, and will he do something? 
And my answer keeps coming back to no. Mm-hmm. It went seven and five. Mm-hmm. Right there. We were a moment away, a play away from playing for another Big Ten championship. And they will, after doubling down this year and it being putrid, they will triple down and nothing will change. That's what I still believe. Yeah, and I still believe that Brian's going to do the right thing and take it off his dad's shoulders. What, what, about his personality, though, leads you to believe that. Just because it's a father-son. I think it's different. We don't know that. He, they're so insulated over there, though. Yeah, We just don't know the dynamic. I mean, I know that. See, I, I can't believe that Brian Ferentz doesn't hear the noise. And, and know that I mean, the, the dad, because he's a football guy. He's a football lifer, right? And know that dad's got to make a really difficult decision. If I wasn't your son, I would I would be out the door. Right. So we'll see. Um, I I believe that. I believe they're going to have two. The both of the quarterbacks that played on Friday, neither one will be there next year. Although we thought the same with Padilla this time last year, and and he comes back. The um, the whole landscape of what we're embarking upon is totally different than it's ever been. You know, when you factor in the NIL. And and the opportunities that these and the fact that you can transfer without sitting out now it, it's going to be so difficult to get a grasp on what, because it's so new. The transfer window will open on officially right December fifth Monday right. next Monday. Yep. The transfer window window will open. You have forty five days mm-hmm. where you have that. Period is that of for time. grad transfers too? Is that for everybody? I thought grad transfers got. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is everybody. I, I just know that, that that's at least the way the portal is opened right. up. And yeah, grad transfers might be something different. But that aside, that's when the transfer portal is. So you're talking about, and most people are, are connecting the dots. Well, Brian, he'll, he'll get a job with the Patriots. And you know, they'll throw him a bone. Mm-hmm. He'll go and take another job, go somewhere else. When? When's that going to happen? The NFL season's still got another month left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over a month left. Right. You're not going to see New England all of a sudden. Yeah, we're bringing in this new tight end. No, coach. no, no. This won't be. This won't be now. Here so now. you're going to miss your window because you don't have enough gumption to go out there and actually do the right thing. But his bank account's a little different than yours and mine. Well, it doesn't matter. It's about a program. It's about a billion dollar corporation. This isn't that talking about department. Iowa? Right? Yes. Right. It, I don't give a crap about what your bank account is. Do the right thing. Well, I believe he will do the right thing, Trey. You do. I do. I believe that he will do the right thing. So Kirk Ferentz is going to say. We are going in another direction, in offensive coordinator. No, I think Brian will prevent him from saying that because he'll say that he's going to look for other opportunities in and, the next it, week, in the next two but weeks. It, but even if they don't come, even if he has to sit out a year, he's he's making what's he making eight hundred million a year? Yeah, it goes a long way. It does. And, and don't forget this. I mean, he's one of how many kids? Right. Right. Yeah. And and Dad has how many millions in the bank? I don't think it's a money thing though. I think it's an arrogance thing. And this guy has had been nothing but arrogant during his whole time there mm-hmm. and thinks he's smarter than everybody else as he continues. This is not just a one-year thing either. This has been six years of offensive it's been terrible. It's been terrible. 2019, they had three starters mm-hmm. on their offensive line that are starters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They were 88th in the country no, running the football. I know. That, that is just backbone of your program, and you can't run the football with that. No, look, you're preaching to the choir. They they don't. They've, it's always been. They've always had good tight ends. Uh, it's been a long time since they've really good receivers, mm-hmm. and, and they still don't. The quarterback thing, we don't have to. They had two guys though that were in NFL camps. A guy that's played and Amir Smith Marset. They had Brandon Smith. Mm-hmm. They had a couple good receivers. Was the offense good? No, it was awful. Mm-hmm. You this, make this all group, the excuses you want, and, and they have come up with a bunch of them. And now this year, it's about the wide receiver position. Well, go out and recruit some. Go get some. You mentioned the transfer portal. They're out there. How do you find Charlie Jones? He came as a transfer. You can do that. 
but their inability to see through the trees and see that this is something. Well, you have to evolve, Trent, because here's the here's what the, the Big Ten West in in two cities that I think not two cities, two outposts that I think would be slow to change. I believe we're going to see a fundamental change how they play football in Nebraska. Barry Alvarez or no Barry Alvarez? I think the same thing in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That it's about to change. That the way that uh, that Nebraska and Wisconsin they kind of play like Iowa. Um, that they're going to evolve with the two new head coaches that they brought in. Those were two A A minus hires. Mm-hmm. Those were two excellent hires for both of them. Yep, they hired football coaches. They did. They hired football and coaches. How about the way that the, the 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 fickle thing happened? Fickle's wife was in Madison sniffing around for the last two weeks. Oh, really? Yes, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yes. Do you like the city? Is there something there? Uh-huh. Um, so he sent her on a scouting mission. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Brilliant. And you hang out for a couple of weeks in Madison, you're going to find fun things to do. Great yeah. college town. Um, but that that's the way that one came down. Look, Matt Rule, to, to me, was always going to be the guy, mm-hmm. assuming he got fired. You had that right away. Right. And I think it was September 12th I tweeted it because yeah. I looked. Um, <laughs> They were there with Matt Campbell. Now you got the wrong Matt. You got the Matt part's right, but it's going to be Matt Rule, assuming that things don't end well. So I think they made two huge hires. Now what's Iowa going to do? What's Iowa State going to do? Because they certainly need to make some changes. Yes, they do. Uh, in Ames, um, I don't believe the fact that you know that there's some people co- connecting Matt Campbell dots to Cincinnati. If Cincinnati was going to another conference other than the Big Twelve, maybe. I just don't think that's going to happen. Getting really your don't. buffer. You do. Now, he's got to make some significant changes and some really difficult decisions, too. And again, because of the NIL, we just don't know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a kid with two offers, and he goes over with mom and dad. Well, Iowa State's giving me a chance to win in the dark, or play in the margins, whatever the hell their catchphrases are. Mm-hmm. Or this check, this team wants to give me a quarter billion dollars. Well, not even a quarter million. Well, whatever I mean, it is, a hundred million. Or I, Iowa, State's, rather. Iowa State's not really recruiting in those pools. But even 50000 a year. Yeah, that goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. You get an extra, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars a month. Yeah, and I don't have to show up at the old folks' home to talk to the parents. Well, you still do. Well, you do. You're, and you don't. you're supposed to, but do you? Yeah, I think every one of those. That, that's the way they have to be set up. You're you're stuck on that. No, one. No, because I don't think they're doing it, <laughs> and I don't care if they do it or not. I don't think the guys. Do you ever see any player after their time is over go to the children's hospital and say, "Man, what a waste of time that was"? No, I don't. I mean, I don't like those visits to begin with. Um, I get why they do it, but they kind of do it for themselves, and it's always been something that's kind of not at me. Go, but don't bring the cameras. The David Montgomery one? I mean, think No, of- that's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. And the, and the cameras came afterwards. But don't, like, like the pro teams, just don't get me started, because I, I just think they almost use the kids as props. Sure. Right? There, and that pisses of that. me off. Yeah. And it always has. This is new. I've, I've, this has been a take of mine forever. Um, it's, it's uncharted territory. It's uncharted territory. So what needs to change at Iowa State? Well, I mean, is this a completely rebuild the offense in a different no, fashion? They, they, they have to get an offensive line because they haven't had one under Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just this just goes to show you that, that what we saw in David Montgomery and Brees Hall, we saw what we thought was college football greatness. Mm-hmm. They were even better than that. Yes. When you go when you cut right through it because they had they ran behind Bad offensive lines. Okay, I'll put it that way. That's that's a nicer way to put it. Bad I tweeted lines. out the numbers a well, month, month and a half ago from Football Outsiders that grades offensive line across the board. I mean, one through 131 in Iowa State, year in and year out. It's bad. Mm-hmm. During the whole Campbell era. Yep. This is his background. Wasn't, wasn't the high watermark something in the 80s? Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. That shows you what having back-to-back generational talents. It's one were. thing to have a guy, mm-hmm. but then you get another guy on top of that. Maybe he was a little better in Priest Hall. I mean, 
and we're splitting hairs here, but two excellent generational running backs. He had them back-to-back, and how much that covered up, and how much that helped Matt Campbell, because without those two guys, yeah, that's a good point. is he still around? Well, he's certainly not as revered, and, and some of the shine's coming off Matt Campbell oh, this year. Um, like they don't have to change the defensive coordinator. Nope. The, the fact that he just refuses to do anything special. I mean, the, the, the snap over the punter's head yeah. that hit the official, thankfully, or it could have even been more embarrassing. Uh, it's time after time after time, game after game after game. Mm-hmm. We sit here on Monday, and one of the ta- one of the points that we get to inevitably is going to be poor special teams right. every year, yep. every 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 Monday rather. Oh, uh, but they brought in somebody. Yeah, big deal, right? A guy that bounced around a bunch of jobs because he uh-huh. wasn't frankly very good. It's, it's like the, that 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 guy's akin to the quarterback whisperer oh, yeah. that's worked with Spencer Peters yeah. and now is working with Linez or uh, let, however you say his name. Yeah, Tony Rapiopi. Yeah, that guy's guy from sucks. New Jersey. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. He hasn't been good at Iowa side. No, but that's just kind of like the same kind of cut from the same cloth as the as the coordinator that Iowa State brought in. So there's going to be changes. Um, just to you believe extent, there'll be changes. I do believe there's going to be changes. I believe there has to be changes. I think what happened in Wisconsin and Lincoln are going to maybe even speed up the process because you're going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind. It can happen very quickly. It is going to happen. Look, Jack Campbell's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Moss is gone. Riley Moss is gone. Cooper DeGene's coming back, mm-hmm. we think. Yes. Well, yes. well unless he's... he's just, right, but yeah. that, that's that's my point. Who could come back? Wagner could come back? He might have a COVID year. Shannon's got a COVID year? Yep. Benson's got a COVID year? Yes. Those three would help a ton. Absolutely. A ton. Are you concerned about the Terry defense, Terry Roberts though? could come back? No, I'm not. I'm just yeah. saying, but I don't want to take a step back because I'm worried about the offense again next right. year. Yeah. Brian Ferentz or no Brian Ferentz? Mm-hmm. You know, bring in, I mean, I don't care what what what, what guru, of, and they won't hire one, but what offensive brilliant mind comes in and you're trying to work with this? Look, Arlen Bruce, What? Where, where did he get better this year? He didn't. He didn't, did he? But again, they just don't have many threats. Uh, with, at the at the wide receiver position, and even if they did have separation, quarterback going to find that window to throw it into. The quarterback is not there. No, he's not. Well, I mean, he certainly didn't play on on Friday. No, no. Padilla, though, I think he is an upgrade over Spencer Peters, and he should have been the starter this year. No, it's it's a whisker. The the difference between the two, they're both bad. Yeah, and one's just at least can move it. He's bad, mm-hmm. and the other one can't move, and he's mm-hmm. bad. And that's what you have but with you know your two what? quarterbacks. Let me stop for a second because it was really good to see that the, uh, the fan base at Kinnick, yes, um, you know, appreciated the efforts and let him know and let his family know mm-hmm. when he ran onto the field on Senior Day. I thought I was, that was one of the uh, clip and save for Friday. The other one uh, was Caden Proctor. Was he there? I don't think so. At least uh, what I saw, no, he wasn't. What does that mean? I. I continue to hear in the recruiting circles Hagrid's that... convinced he's yes. going to be a Hawk. David Eichel, same thing. Mm-hmm. They still feel, those people know the recruiting game a lot better. Yep. That he is ultimately going to sign with Iowa. Coming up here very soon. Yes, it's right upon us, right? Is it a week from Wednesday? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's coming up anyways. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'll switch to basketball. So, obviously, the story of the weekend was Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um with with their two wins, including a win over the number one team in the country last night, they just ran up. Um, I don't know when when you when you when they played a kid like they did with the seven foot two. What's the kid's name? Ch- Klingon. Klingon. Yeah. Um, th- th- that's a problem. He is a monster. He's a really he? good and a Bristol kid. Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from Bristol. Wow. And he's a monster inside. That Jackson dude, I mean, he was mm-hmm. all over the place. Oh, by the way, we're talking about two guys off the bench. 
UConn yeah. is loaded. Are where are they? A top ten team? Fifty? You think they're a top five team? Oh, yeah. Who who's impressed you so far? In college basketball, who Purdue? Yes. What and talk about a couple of young guys that didn't have a whole lot. I mean, these were not top you know fifty uh-huh. type recruits to come in, and both those guards have played at incredibly high level. Texas, for sure. As we both yep. jumped on them. Houston haven't seen them a ton. Yeah, they're the favorite to cut down the nets, and I don't have a ticket. I bought I bought Purdue yesterday, thirty three to one. By the way, thirty three to thirty one. at Bet Rivers. Wow, thirty three to one. Not too bad. How about Virginia? Uh, yes, yeah. I agree. Obviously, they played the weekend before yeah, with their kind of big tournament. I agree tournament. with Virginia beating Baylor, beating Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too uh, good. Yeah, the way they beat Illinois too. Right. That's a couple of wow uh-huh. moments. I, I think there's, I mean, there's teams that are very impressive right now. I throw those teams in the mix. Arizona. Mm-hmm. What they did in Maui, that mm-hmm. was really impressive. And, and not just winning, but the fashion that they won those basketball games. Uh, beating, of course, Creighton in the championship. Just dominating the Aztecs in the semifinals. I think you put them up there. There's a lot of good teams. This is feels pretty open, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah, and, and Gonzaga's not... Uh, I mean, I don't think that they're going to be a part of it this year. I still like uh, Izzo. I mean, he's playing everybody. He is. Right? I love the fact that he's not, he doesn't duck anybody. He'll take a game anywhere. Uh, Kentucky? Yeah, I think so. They'll be all right. Yeah. I think Arkansas will be better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alabama had a really nice win. Took a long time, but they finally got that win yesterday. Yeah, it's going to be fun as we transition from college football to college basketball. Um, Michigan, Ohio State. Oh, wow. Oh, wow is right. So, as I mentioned, I'm watching it with my future brother in law, an Ohio State grad. A Buckeye geek. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we got a little time, and the ladies let us go off and go to a bar and watch the game. So we're sitting there, you know, early in the game. He's a little nervous. Eh, they're making plays. Michigan's not able to do anything, and they can't run the football. Mm-hmm. Like, even as it's close, <laughs> this is going to open up, and this is going to be over. And Michigan gets, keeps making plays up yep. the field. Yep. And Jim Knowles does not adapt. And does not change. No, and you know, do you remember how they started the broadcast in the second half? They showed Knowles in the press box, mm-hmm. and I think it was Clatt, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but just, and I'm obviously paraphrasing, that this second half is so important and to, to this, and this is why they brought Jim Knowles here for this second half, something along those lines. And then Michigan just ran all over him. Literally ran all over them. That Donovan Edwards, my yes. God. They're second running back. Right. <laughs> the best player on their team didn't play in the... Well, he had a couple of carries. A couple of, of carries, course. but yeah. he wasn't with it. Right. 45-23, dominating physically. So what does this do for Ohio State's chances in the, in, the, in the playoff? Where are they tomorrow night at 7 o'clock? I think they're going to be are five. Are they five? I think they will be. Should they be? And let's play this, because this is really all that matters. Friday night, Utah beats USC again. Okay. Do you put Ohio State in the playoff? They got embarrassed. They at got home. embarrassed at home, and the and again, the best player on the other team didn't play. <laughs> I think you have to leave USC in. They had to play an extra game. Mm-hmm. Two loss Alabama that combined had, four points on the road, both of them. But they didn't have to complete the full race. Well, I get it. I get it. They're, they're, they're One body team had work to play another leg. Yeah. Their body work is 12. They had to not run another lap. Mm-hmm. And USC has to run another lap that mm-hmm. nobody else does. See, I think they're going to hammer Utah, personally. <sighs> I don't think that team hammers Trent, anything. I was 1-4 last week, okay? Give me a little credit here with these picks. <laughs> I don't think they hammer them. I think they beat them. I think they, look, they were the better team when Utah found a way to win that mm-hmm. game earlier this yes. year. USC yep. was a better team. Yes. 
I think this is Williams' moment. I mean, we saw it on Saturday. The last couple of mm-hmm. Saturdays has been unbelievable. He's a Heisman front runner at this point. Be shocked if he didn't win. USC last week. Fumble luck again went their way. Drew Pine, who's not good. No. He went 23 of 26 for 318 and three touchdowns. Drew Pine. Mm-hmm. That defense is a sieve. Yep. I, I don't think you can anticipate anybody's going to blow out anybody with that defense in the way that it is. Hello, I just, Randy Peterson. I can't envision that playing out, yeah. that USC just runs away, because the defense is such a problem. Yeah. But playing that out, who do you put it for? I, I think, and especially if it's a close loss. So they, who is it between for you? It's between USC, Ohio State, and Alabama? And Alabama, yeah. I, I think they have to be at least part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Both USC of, loses 45-42. Uh-huh. It's again the defense. Didn't it? Wasn't that the score the first time they it was lost? It was 43-42. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the Heisman winners on yes. USC? Yeah. I think it's USC. I think so, too. So we go into championship Saturday mm-hmm. and Friday mm-hmm. with nothing to play for. What does TCU get beat? Oh, but God forbid we expand this thing out to 12. Yeah, nothing will yeah, battle in the regular season. No, no. Championship Saturday doesn't matter. <laughs> where, where, what if, what if K, and I think they can, by the way. I think K-State's going to give TCU all they want. Absolutely. Let's so play what, that if, game. What, if, what if TCU gets beat? I think they're in. You think they're in? I think they're in regardless. If they, they've already beat Kansas State. Yeah. They get beat for a second time. Again, another team that has to run an extra lap here. Yeah. And they get beat by K-State. And you're going to put the Buckeyes in over them. You're going to put two-loss Alabama in over them. What do we say? What have we been saying every week since November, the beginning of November? The brand. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah, right. Because these are two different conversations. Right. What should happen yes. and what will happen, mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it because mm-hmm. what will happen is completely different There's than the way we There's three unbeatens. If one of them gets beat, mm-hmm. if, oh, I'll put, play it this way. If Michigan gets beat, they're not falling out. You wouldn't think so, no. Okay. They it's, have the best win on the road against with, Ohio Without State. a doubt. Yeah. TCU gets beat. Are we talking about a team that falls out? I don't think so. Unless I it's hope you're right. I a fear you're wrong. 45-10 bludgeoning. And I can't see that happening no. the way that TCU teams play. Different conversation. Mm-hmm. And the same thing. If Purdue wins 35-3, we probably have to have a different conversation. Yeah. But those are just so, I mean, that's the that's a half a percentile that you even have uh-huh. to worry about. Something like that. The three teams at the top, the three undefeateds, are can, in. can all afford a loss. And I think USC can also afford a loss. Never been a two-loss team get in. That's right. The extra lap. You're, you're right, but you're bucking history. And Ohio State's sitting right there at at, uh, at five. Yuck. Put that team in there. They got blown out at home. Coach third base. Yeah, that was on his wiki page, apparently. Just, oh, that was last year. Harbaugh called him that. Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, apparently his wiki page says that this morning. Oh, really? Good. Born March the whatever, 1979 on third base. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, look at Jim Harbaugh. How about Jim Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy that seemingly was... On thin ice, he he willingly takes the cut and pay, goes to his own bank account to pay his assistants that lost money during the COVID year, made that up. He's a weird duck. He is different. But he can coach, man. And this J.J. McCarthy, what a game. Now, statistically, he didn't wow you, but he certainly wowed you making some big plays at the right time. They are playing one of their final games away from not... Having Jim Harbaugh as a coach. I said this a couple weeks ago. If the Iowa game is played, Iowa drills them. Uh-huh. The way Iowa was playing at the end of 2020, mm-hmm. they club Probably. Them. Probably. They play an Ohio State game. Oof. 
That, that game, 66 nothing. Yeah, could have been. That team had quit. Mm-hmm. But both those games were no contests. Yeah. And because of that, Harbaugh survives and now has back-to-back playoff Interesting teams. point. Interesting point. You still think Cade McNamara's a Hawkeye? No, I never thought that. That is the rumor. That's the rumor. Okay. That's the rumor, yeah. All right. D- don't put that out there. I got enough people coming at me. Don't need any more of that. Uh, who's going to be the new quarterback at Iowa this year? Next it's not year. on campus. Joey Lewis can't nah, get a snap this year. No, precisely. He, he's got to be miles behind. If, if, any, if there was ever a year right. for the third guy to get an opportunity coming, this would have been it. If they saw something, mm-hmm. this would be the time. Mm-hmm. 130th offense in the country. That's how it ends in the regular season. Keegan Johnson went through warm-ups on, on Friday? He played two snaps. Did he? Play, did he? I, see, I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. It just, yeah, people that were at the game said, yeah, he was He was there. on the field twice. Two snaps, yep. Really? Yeah. Weird. What was behind that? Couldn't use him late in the game? You think? Now you got Nick DeYoung catching passes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Knock mm-hmm. it down, son. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So Iowa State needs a new offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, new offensive they, coordinator? They, they, a new offensive coordinator. Uh, they need a special teams coordinator. They need a kicker. You can't. I mean, yeah. this Gilbert kid's broken. Yeah. Just broken. Um, the way that he missed those two kicks. And you knew he was going to. Yeah. Just, just you knew it. You just knew it was Trotting out there. It just, you got that feeling. Yeah. There's, there's no chance he's going to make mm-hmm. these kicks. Oh, what a disappointing year for Iowa State. Just disappointing. What did we have the win total combined coming into the year? For both of these schools? Because it ends at 11. Um, the under hit, whatever it was. Yeah. Probably. Because f- I think it was, what, six and a half in Vegas for Iowa State and seven and a half seven for and Iowa? Half, so probably 14 and a yeah. half. Well under. Well under. I think cash going into final weekend of games. Mm. What's it going to be next year? 11? It's so hard to say, Trent, yeah. because it's such a, it's, it's, it's all brand new to everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to look at this entirely different. The transfer portal, the NIL, dot, 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 who's going to be there, who's leaving. What's the roster's going to look like? Who's going to have opportunities from both of these schools to cash in? <sighs> we just I mean, Cooper know. DeGene? I, yeah, and I know he's got some NIL stuff, and, and I know Rylan Moss has had things, and Xavier Wampa has things. Here, yeah, I'm so glad you brought him up. What's, mm-hmm. what, why doesn't he play? Who are you starting him over? Well, I mean, there was an injury. Cooper DeGene gets hurt in the, in the he's second. He's not a cornerback, though. Well, yeah, but he's played corner, is he not? No. At, in high school? No, he was a safety. The whole time? Yeah. Okay. Abu Saba, he was a cornerback before he became one of the most electrifying running backs in the country. Mm-hmm. What a performance he still had. Now, he's a, he's a six foot three safety. I mean, small direction, change of speed, those kind of things. It's not what he is. Why even play him outside linebacker? He's not. He's not a cornerback. I just thought we'd see more of him this year. Yeah. Well, Quinn Schulte was good this year. He was. Kayvon Merriweather yep. was really good this year. Well, he's not playing over Merriweather. Right. That, that's for certain. That's for certain. So do we know who's coming back for Iowa? Have you heard anything? As of in? The, as of the guys that have a chance oh, to. Oh, no. I, I think it's too, too early. early about that, yeah. If they can get Benson and they can get Wagner and they can get Shannon on the defensive side. The defense is fine. I'm not I was just going to say, that. there's really nobody on the offense that uh, if they get this kid back or that kid back, that no. that's going to go a long way no. to next year's team. I mean, the question is, Brody Breck, is he going to stick with football now? Or is it time, son, it's time to play baseball? He had his best game the week before Yep, as a hawk. Had two catches. And that was the best game. That was the high point. Iowa wide receivers caught two touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. Charlie Jones caught how many? Dozen. 
Wow, did he ever make the right move, right? Yes, he did. One of the better transfers of the entire offseason. This year's going to be bananas. It's going to be so different, I think. I really do. Who's going to get, who's got opportunities to, to cash in? TJ Tampa, here he's got a huge offer. Mm-hmm. Here he's got a huge offer. Is he the only one? No, we saw it with the Shim Young. Mm-hmm. And we saw him in the Egg Bowl on, on uh, Friday, uh, Thursday night, playing in the Egg Bowl. Are there a half dozen of those? A purchase. Hmm. I don't know. Norton. It, it's a great unknown. I, I, from the outside looking in, don't think it's as big of a deal as you. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a couple of guys, but widespread, we're going to see a dozen guys that are moving No, I don't on. think it's going to be a dozen, but I think some of the guys that, you know, in years past, you can count on him going into the offseason, getting better, taking that next step. Now they may take that next step somewhere else. But it goes the other way. But does it? Well, should. Well, but, but but will it? Will I? Would Iowa State have the wherewithal, the financial backing to play at those to play in those games? Well, I don't know if you have to have the financial backing. You're talking the guys that you're talking about; these hundreds of thousands of dollars, they are such a rarity in comparison to we're talking about 131 programs and 85 scholarship players out there. Even if you are offering, you know what we've heard: ten, twenty, thirty. Okay, 000. say it's fifty. Yeah. Can Iowa and I was will I when Iowa State play at fifty thousand? Yeah. And where do you draw the line? Yeah, you go to the Sun Belt, you go to the MAC, you find those guys, and absolutely, a you can play in a power mm-hmm. conference. But if you but if you are those guys, aren't you going to have more than just an Iowa and Iowa State opportunity? And if you do, don't you? Well, I can get X here or Y here. X is bigger. I'm going to play for X. Is it just that way? I I don't think so. Look, I, I again, I think you're overstating just how big it is for those next tier guys. Yeah, the high level guys are getting paid, but that next tier, I don't think it is. Texas A&M is going to go out and they're going to get the best wide receiver from Kent State and they're going to offer him $250,000? No, I don't think that's happening. Uh, I don't know. Is, is he any good? Yeah. He's good. How bad do we need him? <laughs> How bad does the guy that owned the car dealership think that, that we need him? I think we're talking in circles here. I, I think you're overstating just how big of a deal it is. Well, we'll see. And it goes both ways. You got opportunity to make nothing in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh-huh. Ray Cummins, you get an extra $1,000 a month and... You play at Iowa State, mm-hmm. and you're playing in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and you're going to play, and you're going to play right away. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. For I think team, that's for still a matters. team that finished last this year. Sure. What would you rather do? Keep playing in Eastern Michigan and play on Tuesday night in front of <laughs> dozens of people, <laughs> no, or go look, play in front I, of a stack stadium? Twelve. I think the Big Twelve solid. I love what the Big Twelve has done. So, I think those issues are still going to be out there. It's mm-hmm. going to go both ways. It's going to go both. ways. I hope you're right. We'll clip and save for, for another time. We'll get our time out. Uh, Scott Dockerman's going to join us. We come back. We're here until 1 o'clock. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. Welcome back to Boyne Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL, 20 minutes before noon. Let's get right to Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, covers Iowa. And he joins us. Doc Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. I trust you had a good Thanksgiving, you and the family, and rolling up our sleeves and back to work. Although you don't have to go to Columbus, this Columbus, Indianapolis uh, this weekend, Doc, if there's a saving grace there. Um, 
let's go back to Friday and then I guess look ahead to what we may see. Uh, how big of a shock was it that Nebraska was uh, able to do what they did against uh, the Hawks this past week? Iowa did get back into the game to their credit, had an opportunity, but uh, unable to seal the deal and win the West. I wasn't surprised. I thought it was really came down to uh, two types of scenarios with Nebraska. One is that they would flex their rivalry muscles and play hard and play well, which it did. Um, and I think when you look at what happened the week before against Wisconsin, it, it did the same thing, only lost in the last 30 seconds. And then, Or I thought that they would just throw, up their, throw the towel in and just say, let's get this game over with. And I think um, you know, Cooper DeGene's injury really impacted Huge. the game from that perspective. And, and number one is if they don't hit that 87-yard touchdown pass or whatever it was, uh, then I don't think that's, you know, then, then, then you don't know what kind of game you're going to get. But once they took the early lead on a big play, it energized the team, and, and then they were able to capitalize and, and push forward and, and get some points and take a big lead. And, and I think so I wasn't all that surprised. And then, of course, when you look at the injuries for Iowa, I'm less surprised. But it's still disappointing. I, I don't think it's, like, heartbreaking, but I think it's disappointing. Certainly disappointing, 130th-ranked offense in the country, second-to-last in all of college football. Is that enough to push a change at the coordinator spot? That by itself, no, Trent, it's not. But I think what you need to look at is uh, what is this going to do for uh, you know the, the team going forward? Because, frankly, this team had a good enough defense where it should be in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and it should be competitive in Indianapolis. Uh, it has an offense that probably would not have won a game if it had a defense even at a similar level. So I think what you're looking at is um, how do you improve? Is it through the scheme? Is it through who's calling the plays? Is it through the, the players, their execution, all that kind of stuff? And execution is a part of it, but I think also it, there needs to be some heavy, heavy reevaluation of the scheme and, and who's calling the plays. And that's, uh, that remains to be seen. Now, how do you do that? Um, do I see Kirk Ferentz firing Brian? Not necessarily. Do I see Brian possibly leaving for another job? Yeah, I can see that too. So uh, right now we're kind of in a pregnant pause where we all want to speculate, but I, I, do, I don't think that Iowa has to. Iowa should go status quo on offense. I think Iowa needs some changes in personnel and and in strategy. Uh, The two quarterbacks that saw the field on Friday, Doc, it seems like the likelihood of either of them being back next year uh, is is slim to none. I mean, to be fair, though, I didn't think there was any way Padilla would come back this year, uh, and and he did. Uh, Do you feel that way, that both Petrus and Padilla move on? I would think so. I think if you're Spencer Petrus, you've got a couple of options. Yes, you could stick with Iowa, but you've given a lot to Iowa, and what has Iowa given to you other than three years of starting role? I mean, you know, he's not going to be drafted by any stretch. He's not going to do anything. He, I think if he wants to stay in college, it would probably behoove him to go somewhere where maybe they have a different scheme to, to, to maybe give himself you know, a fresh coat of paint. Um, I think if you're Iowa, you, you look at Spencer Petrus and say, thank you for all that you've done. It, we need to go in a different direction. And then finally with Alex Padilla, uh, you know, there is a reason why they haven't gone to Alex Padilla over these, you know, the last year and a half full time. And uh, I think we saw a lot of that on on Friday, whereas, mm-hmm. yes, he can kind of help you, but is he better than Spencer Petrus? I would say he's 
may be the same, you know. Right. So I think in some respect, he now he came back. He was graduating in December, and, and he'll have two years of eligibility. So I think in his case, I would consider probably going with a different opportunity because if they're not if as bad as it was early in the year, if they're not giving you the opportunity here, it's probably time to explore it if that's what you're interested in. Cade McNamara has just entered the transfer portal. Oh, and that has been one that has been certainly rumored about on message boards on Twitter. Have you heard anything? I know there's nothing definitive out there, or is it just that? You're just hearing the rumors as well about McNamara and a possible connection with Iowa. Usually what happens is when I talk to the coaches about these things, that they first read Hawkeye Report and Twitter, and then they <laughs> tell me what, what they want to do, Trent. <laughs> now, um, what, what's going on is, uh, yeah, there, there are coaches who are very interested in what's the next step. There had not been, as far as I was told, uh, about a week ago anyway, there hadn't been any real conversations about quarterbacks. But then again, they were pretty focused on winning the West. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the coaches would have liked for them to have talked about uh, quarterbacks out there. But when you see Brett Gabbert from Miami of Ohio, who has St. Louis roots and is a four-year, you know, has been a starter since 2018, I think, yeah. and he has a couple years left. And then you look at Cade McNamara; those are two quarterbacks that could fit Iowa system and could. Um, I think, you know, improve that position. And, and I think that, you know, this is kind of the player to be named later from Michigan. Wouldn't it be with uh, Jake Rudolph? So, yeah, that's yeah, a good I way to put it. Probably. Uh, yeah. Doc, your, your piece of The Athletic today lists the uh, guys that have uh, opportunities to come back. Raga Eni, Terry Roberts, Noah Shannon, Joe Evans, John Wagoner, and Seth Benson. Uh, all of those guys, you, you, I mean, they, they'd make Iowa better, in my opinion, if they came back next year. Defense is solid, but those guys would add to a pretty uh, a, a good returning group of players um of that group doc that you listed is the, is there are there a couple that are more likely to come back or are we that far along yet yeah that's a great question i mean you know i think when you look at who they have you know we've talked to uh joe evans and noah shannon and they said they were thinking about it i think mean, joe evans even brought it up more than actually was asked about it so um and then you look at um terry roberts I can't imagine the last two years, you know, makes him feel good about the way things have ended. I'm sure he'll want another opportunity. I know last week what uh, Kirk Ferentz wanted for his players were walk in the ceremony, then we'll talk, because, you know, that that makes sense, unless they were absolutely adamant that they're coming back and the team wanted them. But, you know, if, if there was any of the players that I would say you would hope that they would come back for sure, it would be Nico Regani because, that, you know, that's the most – that's the position group that's been hurt the most, yeah. uh, you know, and been most depleted and probably the least productive. And so I think if you could bring him back, that would be a big help. But, you know, he's been out of high school now, I think six years. So, you know, he went to a prep school. He's been here for five, you know, does he want another year of school to go along with football? I don't know. So I, I would say that it's still in the embryo stages, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them come back. Doc, uh, the NIL era also in Iowa's ability, they're trying to build up. I know Iowa Swarm, there's a couple others out there that have uh, been involved. Where does that go, and where is Iowa? Where do you think they are, kind of just looking at the big picture, how they're standing with the NIL era and the willingness for Kirk Ferentz and the rest of the football program to go out there and spend, bring in a transfer, to bring in a different players of that ilk when it pertains to transfers? 
Well, they they are committed to it. Um, are they overselling it? I don't think so. I mean, you know, but I do think that they're they're committed to it and they want to use it. It's just a matter of now can Iowa fill the coffers and make it happen. I mean, the fan base and mm-hmm. uh, you know we've seen some ups and downs. There's been some you know good reports. You know, uh, Iowa Swarm has done a really nice job, and then we've seen some where it's like um, you know that compared to some of the other schools in the area that they're not as robust as it needs to be i think that's probably where it falls right now that they they need more money um in order to lure uh you know good players and not only coming to iowa but thinking about iowa and and that's a quarterback that probably could you know pass rusher wide receiver and offensive line and and then your recruits because um you know, let's face it, there are other schools offering some pretty hefty paychecks to some of these guys. So I think uh, Iowa needs to get in this game, and, and I think it probably needs a boost from the athletic department, which I know has has tried to help. But I think in some respects, once more Big Ten money comes in, you may want to persuade a few donors to, you know, hey, we'll, thanks for the donation, the six-figure donation. Make it a heavy two and give a lot more over to this one, you know, just so we can have the players to compete. And it's not just with football, but but basketball as well. No no question. Uh, last thing for me, Doc, Big Ten West, we know we got another year of it. A um, couple of new coaches going to be a part of it next year. Wisconsin and Nebraska both hired new guys. Your thoughts on, uh, on Matt Rule to Nebraska and Luke Fickle, who's going to take over in Madison? Outstanding hires by both programs. I mean, Matt Rule is the type of coach that could take Nebraska to a level where it should be, which is where Iowa has been and and maybe beyond that. And I think, uh, you know, that's the difference. You know, Nebraska has tried to go flashy. I mean, everybody thought Scott Frost was a home run hire, Mm -hmm. and it was probably the most disappointing hire I've ever seen at the college football level. Uh, But Matt Rule is a a worker. He's a guy who's going to, you know, develop. And he did that at two different places where, you know, that's been a tough sell. So I think he's going to come in and, and turn Nebraska uh, probably into a bowl team next year and then maybe within two, possibly three years, into a very competitive team at the upper levels of the Big Ten. And I think Luke Fickle has shown it. And Cincinnati, he's able to recruit well in that part of the world and, uh, you know, get his teams ready for New Year's Six and even a playoff op- opportunity this year. They fell a little bit short of that, but uh, still a pretty good season. So, I think he's got the opportunity to do the same thing in Wisconsin. So um, I think the Big Ten West <laughs> got better, and I think uh, the margin for error got smaller for Iowa. Yep. Friday night, USC falls for the second time to Utah. Is Ohio State in the college football playoff? That's a great question there. It depends on what happens in that game. I mean, you know, they only lost to Utah by one point on the road mm-hmm. so uh, earlier in the year. So I don't know. Um, you know, do, I think it, they've got to be a, a strong case, but you know, even a, I could see a two loss team, you know, getting above them. I mean, you know, the way they got hammered on Saturday, that's going to stick with everybody. And if Utah beats USC by a touchdown or less, it still might, USC still might look better and may have a better resume than Ohio State, you know, especially because the way they played Notre Dame versus the way, yep. uh, you know, Ohio State played Notre Dame. So I, I would, still side on USC in this hypothetical because I think it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, I, th- I think unless, uh, you know, you see a 35-7 to K-State whipping of TCU uh, the way they did on 2003 over Oklahoma, uh, I-, I think that the Final Four is pretty well set. It's just a matter of what happens in the New Year's Six, which 
of course, it doesn't really mean much these days. No, sadly, <laughs> sadly, it doesn't. Good stuff. Uh, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, uh, I love The Athletic for a number of reasons. I read the piece on uh, uh, on Cincinnati, on Luke Fickle, and the fact that his wife was in Madison, actually on a scouting trip, and that went unnoticed. Uh, this has been in the works for some time, and I wouldn't have known that had I not been a subscriber to The Athletic. So good job out of your colleague uh, at The Athletic, whoever wrote that piece. You guys do great work over there. Doc, you have a wonderful week. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me on. I yep. appreciate it. Thank you, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Our final timeout of hour number one. Come back, wrap up the hour. Bama Bob and Nick Olson on Iowa State. Hour number two, Mr. Monday Night will be here as well. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Joaquin, Knoxville, Creston, and Ankeny. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXML. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. What stood out NFL-wise from you yesterday or over the weekend? How about the two teams go for two? To win them, yeah. yeah. How about that? Chargers, boy, they needed that big, big way. Yes, and uh, got it done in mm-hmm. a tight one. I think that was a big takeaway. The Rams have quit? Uh, we Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they didn't have, I mean, Cooper Cup's a huge loss, right. and so is Matthew Stafford. Three and eight. It's brutal. They're four and 13. I know. Off a Super Bowl. I know. Terrible. A very real possibility yeah. there. Um, and then the Jacobs touchdown run. I, how awesome was that? It was It was a game I was watching. Now, did some of the country miss that, apparently? I'm not sure. I, I, was, was, I, had, I was on Red Zone. I was on DirecTV, and I oh, was okay. actually watching that game as, gotcha. the, as the Chiefs got out of hand. But apparently some of the country uh, maybe lost that game. Uh, Russell Wilson, has, uh, he's mm-hmm. got no fans in the locker room. No. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, and they're tied to him to 2026. Well, Hackett's fired. Hackett's gone. Yeah. The GM should be gone. Sean Payton? Be great, be great. Do you want to coach Russell Wilson for five years? No, I don't. No. I know there's only 32 of those jobs. Hitch your wagon to that. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been a bumpy ride. Uh, Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football. Nick Oson on Iowa State. See if anything's uh, popped up on his radar at CycloneAlert.com. Miller and Condon. Hour 2 next, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.